0: Well, I don't know what you think of this Christmas story that we heard from Luke chapter 2 a minute ago. I imagine that uh, for most of us, even if you're not a a regular churchgoer, you've heard this story a gazillion times. And because of that, we can kind of go numb to it. And and this Christmas story can start to sound like a fairy tale uh, that we sort of listen to, but we don't stop to think about whether or not this is actually true. And yet, when we do stop to think about whether this story is, is actually true, um, this story can raise a lot of questions for us. And if we're honest, this can provoke a lot of doubts uh, as well, right? Because there's so many mysteries involved. I mean, for example, just take the, the virgin birth, You know, this idea that uh, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and, and no human father involved. That, that raises some questions, right? Like, How does that happen? Uh, Or or the idea that uh, Jesus is fully human and and fully divine at the same time, uh, even at his birth, even before his birth. Or the idea that God came into this world not only as a human being, but as a helpless little baby. Uh, Or the idea that God came into this world of all places and, and at all times In the the first century, in this middle of nowhere town in the the Middle East, Uh, I think if we we stop and actually think about it, uh, these mysteries can can raise some questions for us. And this is to say nothing of these stories of angels appearing to people and uh, the miraculous star that shows up right over the place where Jesus is is born. This stuff can raise questions and and honestly, it can provoke some doubts about did this really happen and, and is this story really true? Uh, now, for some of you, uh, you may have less doubts about the mysteries and, and miracles involved in this story, but some of you have some doubts about whether or not this story really is good news. You know, uh, we're told that this angel appeared to the shepherds who were hanging out outside of Bethlehem that, that first Christmas night. And one of, the, one of the things that the angel tells these shepherds is that the arrival of Jesus, that this is good news for all people. This is good news for all people. But I'm guessing that at least some of you have some doubts uh, about that because in your experience that the people that you've known who believed all this stuff about Jesus, that the churches that you've encountered who believed all this stuff about Jesus, they haven't really been good news to you. They've been more like bad news because they've told you with their words or, or they've implied with their actions that the good news of Jesus is actually only good news for people who have this very narrow set of beliefs about Jesus. Or that the good news of Jesus is actually only good news for for people who happen to look and think just like them, right? Or that the good news of Jesus is actually only good news for people who have the the right sexual orientation, the right gender identity. Uh, And just real fast as an aside while we're on this subject, I just want to say to to all of our LGBT plus friends who are tuning in to this service tonight, um, if you have ever been excluded from a church... Because of your orientation, because of your gender identity, I am so, so sorry for that. I cannot imagine how painful that that must have been. I think you're incredibly brave for even tuning in to a church service like this. And, and I want you to know that here at Kindred Church, uh, we not only welcome you, but we love you and we affirm you and we think you're a blessing to our community. So I just, I want you to know that tonight. Well, the reason that I, I, I raise uh, all of this about uh, how this Christmas story can provoke questions and, and doubts is, is because I know that many of us have been told, or at least it's been implied to us, that there's no place in church for asking questions about this stuff, and that there's certainly no place in church for doubting this stuff. That, that church is like this special place for people with no questions and, and no doubts and that kind of leaves us with this dilemma of where like, we can kind of pretend that we don't have any questions and doubts so that we can keep our place of belonging within church, or we can be honest about our questions and doubts and just accept that the church is not for us. I think this is relevant to us because I'm guessing every single one of you watching this or listening to this tonight, you know somebody in your life who has concluded that, that church is not for them because they have questions and they have doubts. Uh, some of you tuning into this right now Uh, you've concluded that church is not for you because you have questions and and doubts, you know? And and maybe you're tuning in because it's Christmas Eve and this is just what you do. Maybe it's important to to somebody in your family that you watch this or or listen to this or, or whatever, but you've concluded for yourself that church is just not for you. Well, if that is you, I'm especially glad that you're watching this or listening to this service tonight. Um, If this is somebody that you know, I hope you'll get on the sermon podcast later and, and send them this sermon. Because what I want us to see tonight is that actually this whole Christmas story, this is all about people who had really big questions. And a lot of the folks in this story had some pretty enormous doubts as well. And what we see is that not only does God not exclude those people from the story, but God actually gives them the starring role. God gives them the starring role. I want to take just a few minutes here and just get a fresh look at some of these Christmas story characters. um, And I'll show you what I mean uh, with with all of this. We can start with Mary. Um, uh, Do you remember how Mary uh, finds out that she's actually going to be the mother of Jesus. We we hear this story in Luke chapter 1, and it goes something like this. Uh, It's a regular day, an ordinary day as far as we know. Mary's doing her thing, whatever she was doing that day. And then out of nowhere, she gets this vision of an angel. angel comes to her. The angel says, Rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. And then Luke tells us this. This is in Luke chapter 1, verse 29. Mary was confused by these words, and she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Uh, AKA, we're barely into the story at all, and Mary already has questions, starting with like, what on earth is going on? What is this all about? Well, the angel goes on to explain that Mary is going to have a son, and he's going to be named Jesus, and he's going to be the savior of the world. And so Mary says, okay, great, perfect, just sign sign me up, sign me up. No, that's not what Mary says. That provokes even more questions from Mary. Uh, She asks the most obvious question, which is, uh, she says, how will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? Uh, See, Mary had paid attention in her health class. She knew about the birds and the bees. She knew that since she hadn't been with a man, that there could be no baby. Well, the angel tells her that, no, 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 Jesus is going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, and there's going to be no human father involved. Well, you know the story, so you know. Mary ultimately agrees to, to go through with all of this, and that's an extraordinary act of faith on her part. But it doesn't mean that Mary no longer has any questions. And she probably has plenty of doubts, too. I mean, how could, she, how could she not? But obviously, her questions didn't disqualify her because God still gave her the most important role in this whole story. I mean, she got to be the one who, who birthed Jesus into this world. Or we could think about uh, Joseph, Mary's, Mary's fiance. Uh, we learn about Joseph in, in Matthew chapter 1, and Matthew doesn't give us a, a ton of details. But uh, at some point, um, Joseph finds out that his fiance Mary, is now pregnant. And Joseph also paid attention in his health class. And so he knows that Mary's baby must have a father. He knows that he is not the father. And we're told that uh, Joseph is a pretty calm, level-headed type of guy, so he actually doesn't get super angry about all of this, but instead he decides he's going to dismiss Mary quietly. We can imagine that the conversation that he was preparing to have with her, like, uh, hey, Mary, um, I don't know what you were thinking. I I thought we were kind of going for more of like a monogamous thing here. Um, You know, apparently you're not into that, so I think we should probably see other people. Looks like you already have. Uh, So, you know, bye. Have Have a nice life have a nice life. But before Joseph could initiate that conversation with Mary, he also gets a vision from an angel. And the angel explains about Jesus and the virgin birth and and all of this. And kind of like Mary, Joseph agrees to, to go along with this plan. And that's an extraordinary act of faith on his part, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that Joseph no longer had any questions about all of this. And he probably had plenty of doubts as well. How could he not? But obviously, his questions didn't disqualify him because God still gave him a starring role. I mean, Joseph went on to to be the one who got to raise Jesus as his own son. Or we can think about the shepherds. That I mentioned earlier, we learn about them in in Luke chapter two here, you know, as I said, they're, they're out in the fields outside of Bethlehem on this Christmas night. They don't know it's Christmas night to them. It's just another night, right? So they're working the night shift another day, another dollar they're doing their thing. And then out of nowhere, this angel shows up. Apparently angels just show up out of nowhere all the time. There's no advance warning. It's just like, poof, they're there. So the angel appears and the angel says to these shepherds, in effect, you know, hey, guys, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, the savior of the entire world has just been born right over there in town. So thought you might want to go and, and check that out. And we can imagine the, the reaction of the, the shepherds to this. You know, I, I bet some of them were thinking, like, is this some sort of a scam? You know, like, what is this? Are we, We're going to go looking for some baby in town. And then this dude in an angel costume is going to, like, run off with all of our sheep or something. Like, wh- what is going on here? And because the shepherds apparently had plenty of questions and, and some skepticism uh, about this, understandably, uh, Luke tells us that, that then um, God sends a whole bunch of angels. That like the, the sky is just flooded with all these angels and they're singing and praising and, and worshiping God. And, and we don't know how long that lasts, but apparently it was long enough that the shepherds decided, okay, maybe this is not some sort of like scam or something. Maybe this actually is a legit message from God. And then Luke tells us this. This is uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 15. He says, The shepherds then said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem to see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. That last phrase really stands out to me. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. In other words, they're convinced enough now to go to Bethlehem and scope things out there, but they must have enough questions and doubts lingering because they still wanted to confirm what they we're told. Uh, We'll come back to that uh, in just a a minute here. But my point in in looking at these characters, Mary and Joseph and and the shepherds, my point here is to show us that if this Christmas story or if any part of the story of Jesus raises questions for us or or provokes doubt for us, we're we're in really good company with all of that. Because these people also had questions and, and doubts as well. And they were in the story. They are the story. And what all of this is is revealing to us is that Jesus is just the kind of God who loves people with questions and doubts. You know, we're we're seeing this from the very moment that Jesus is born and even before that, that, that Jesus loves people with questions and doubts. Uh, that's, that's something that Jesus is going to go on to demonstrate over and over again in so many different ways throughout his life, throughout his ministry. Uh, do you know who Jesus spent the most time hanging out with? Um, it actually wasn't the, the know-it-all religious people. It wasn't the people who thought they had God and and faith all figured out. In fact, um, Jesus didn't really like the the know-it-all religious people. He thought that they were hypocritical and mean, and and honestly, he thought they were kind of boring. Some of y'all would agree with that, I think. No, instead, Jesus spends most of his time with people who have big questions and big doubts, with people who are wrestling with, with big things, like, does God really love me? And is God ever going to act to, to make things right in this backwards, broken world? And, and is there really a God at all? Jesus spends time with people asking those sorts of questions. He, he reaches out to them. He spends time teaching them. He brings them comfort. He brings them reassurance. And then in the end, Jesus lays down his life. And he rises again to make it very clear, to prove once and for all, that God loves all of us, period, period unconditionally not that god just loves some people certainly not that god just loves the know-it-all religious type of people but that god loves all of us without conditions so here's what i want you to know uh, tonight if i've put you to sleep before now wake up wake up for this part Uh, this this christmas story the arrival of jesus this really is good news for all people And if you have some doubts about that, if you're not so sure what you believe about all of this, then this Christmas story is especially good news for you because Jesus is here for you. And Jesus is head over heels in love with you. And nothing, nothing, nothing is ever going to change that. And because Jesus loves you so much, and because Jesus loves me so much, Jesus reaches out to us with this invitation. Jesus invites us to, to just bring our questions, to just bring our doubts in common, and follow him together. As we've seen, you know, with these, with these shepherds, after the angel tells them about Jesus, they say, let's go to Bethlehem, and let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. And essentially, that's the invitation to, to each and every one of us as well. That wherever we're at in our faith journey, whether we have a whole lot of faith or a little bit of faith or zero faith or maybe like negative faith, if that's even possible, I don't know. Uh, no matter where we're at, if we have a few questions about all of this, if we have a ton of questions about all of this, regardless of, of where we're at, the invitation is for us to, to just simply come and see, to, to, to follow Jesus and, and just try to confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. Uh, That's basically what we try to be about here at Kindred Church. You know, we're a group of people, kind of like those shepherds, doing this journey together. And we're all at different places in our faith, and we are all bringing our own different doubts and and questions that, that we have, but we're doing this journey together to confirm what's been revealed to us in Jesus. And so uh, tonight, for for any of you that don't already have a church family that you're plugged into, if if you don't already have a a church home where you belong, I want to invite you to to join us at Kindred. I mean, keep coming back to worship. Get connected with with our community. We can help you with that. This is actually the perfect time to jump in because we're getting ready to launch our our weekly in-person worship services on Sunday, January the 9th at 10 a.m. And and we would love for you to come and, and be a part Uh, of this uh, kindred community with us. We would love that. Um, We would love for you to join us like those shepherds on this journey. Uh, As we imagine tonight, that scene by the manger, uh, this scene when when Jesus was finally born, you know, there was Mary acting in extraordinary faith, but but with plenty of questions as well. There was Joseph, acting in faith, but with plenty of questions as well. There were the shepherds, but with all their questions and, and certainly their doubts as well. And nevertheless, there was a place for each one of them there. There was a place there for each one of them, this unlikely little community that, that had come together to, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, and here we are tonight, some 2021 years later, plus or minus. Uh, And and in a a similar kind of a way, you know, we're this unlikely little community that's come together to to keep celebrating the birth of Jesus. And just like at that first Christmas, uh, this Christmas as well, wherever you're at on your faith journey, there's a place in this community that is just for you. There's a place in this community that is just for you. Let me pray for us. Oh Gracious and, and loving and, and merciful God, uh, we thank you so much that you're the kind of God who doesn't stay uh, far away from us, far removed. You don't stay off in the distance. You're not the kind of God who created the universe and set it all up and just lets it run. But, but no, you're, you're involved in our lives. You come to meet us. And, and we learn that most profoundly when you come to meet us on this Christmas night. When you come in the form of a baby right into the middle of this world with all the brokenness and pain and chaos, you come to heal and to save. God, we're so grateful for that. Lord, for everybody who's tuning in tonight, who's with us, who doesn't already have a church family who doesn't already have a church home where they belong. Lord, I pray that you would help them to find one so that just like those shepherds, they could have a community to to do the journey with and and confirm what you've revealed to us, God. Uh, If that church home that you're calling them to is kindred church, we we certainly pray that you make those connections. Um, God, for all of us, uh, help us to be confident enough in your love. Help us to be confident enough in your inclusion to know that it's okay to ask questions to know that it's okay to to have doubts as well and to know that we can bring those questions and doubts as we follow you. God, thank you so much for that life-giving invitation. Thank you for the good news of Christmas. We pray all of this in the name of your son, our savior. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Kindred Church Podcast. If this episode was meaningful to you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.